Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate all the downloads. We appreciate you tuning in. Turkey season is firing up all over the nation. It's open in South Texas right now, and it's creeping its way up here. If you are in the market for a new turkey call, I highly, highly suggest that you go check the boys out at Pacific Calls. PacificCustomCalls.com. They've got a new turkey line out right now. They've got diaphragms. They've got pot calls. They've got everything, and they look and sound amazing. If you are needing anything, any kind of call, to call in any type of bird, I highly suggest that you check out the boys at PacificCustomCalls.com. They've got everything that you need. They're a one-stop shop. Turkeys, geese, ducks. They've even got the Sandhill Steakhouse call out there. So if you're chasing Sandhill cranes, they've got the call for you. And if you're going to be in Texas, April April 7th and 8th. Second weekend in April. Second weekend in April at Texas Motor Speedway. You can go by and check them out. They're going to be there. Boss is going to be there. I think Lucky Shane, Duck. Lucky Duck. Dirty, Dirty Duck. Shane Gear. Shin Gear. Shane Gear. Shin Gear. Uh, Gun Dog Outdoors is going to be there also. Jeez. The who's who. Also, if you are a turkey hunter, check out Boss Tom from Boss Shot Shells. It's all made in America. Copper plated bismuth. Wax them. Uh, you can get a little bit of revenge. It decleats the toms. It's a quick and effective kill. Boss Tom, it's all that I shoot. It's all that my clients shoot also. American-made products right there made in Michigan. Right in Michigan. Great guys over over there at uh, Boss Shot Shells. They've worked through the product shortage to deliver a high-quality, premium uh, product to you loyal hunters. So check them out. They're constantly uh, innovating, constantly making their product better so that uh, you don't have to think twice whenever you're pulling the trigger. All-American-made, too. Great people over there. Uh, also, we're brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way to start the day every single day. Shoot them in the face. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. That's right. Missouri Boat Ride Blend. That's how we start our day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. It's delicious. Go delicious by, and nutritious. Go by Texas Motor Speedway, see them, see Scotty Goggles, and tell them we sent you over there to see them. Uh, you can get all your coffee. You can get all your caffeine needs over there at uh, Dirty Duck Coffee. Cool hoodies and caps, too. Yeah. Got some cool stuff and some cool mugs. They got a great new uh, F. Joe Brandon. I saw that. I saw that you have it, and I don't, though. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Interesting the way it works. Interesting the way that this works out all of a yes, sudden. It does. You've got the new uh, F. F. Brandon. You've got it, and I don't. I know. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Also, go check out the boys at Dive Bomb Industries. They are your one-stop shop for your decoy needs. They have got, the widgeons now. They got widgeon floaters out now. So um, they're slowly, slowly uh, adding species to their floater line. It's it's exciting to see. They've got the kickback chair. They've even introduced a uh, dog training line. So they've got a cool little dog launcher that uh, you can fling that bumper further than your arm will let it go that's crazy too that of all the years of training dogs i threw so many bumpers as a kid see there that someone would come up with something so simple just to flick that dummy yeah, right on out there and add 100 yards to your dog and i used to throw i've thrown a lot of bumpers when i was a kid growing up oh yeah i can remember Lots. ron you got to step out there and and throw the bumper that way the dog doesn't get used to breaking down at a certain distance they've just figured it out jeff that's a it's a great product Great guys. Cody's got it going on over there, him and Asher. So check them out. Constantly innovating. Dive Bomb Industries. Check them out on Instagram. They've got a great Instagram page. They're a lot of fun to be associated with. Uh, and don't forget about the silhouettes. It's the, it's, they're the best on the market. Pack up nice and neat. It's the off-season right now, so they've all, we've stored them all up, and they're beautiful. So check them out, Dive Bomb Industries, for whatever you're looking for. And uh, if you're laying out in the middle of the spread, the kickback chairs and the tall socks are the way to go. And the greatest, <coughs> the greatest waiter company ever. 
<coughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> another another new company that's come out that's just taken over that industry. Shingear, by far the best waiters. If I was going to be wearing waiters, that's what I'd be buying. I do wear waiters, and that's all I will ever get. Um, the boot fits like a dream. The material, the top material that they're made out of, it's it's durable, it's breathable. Uh, two things that you wouldn't figure would go together, but Jeff Jones over at Shin Gear has figured it out. They're the most comfortable. Like I, like I told Jeff when we had them on the podcast, there's, there's times, you know, I, I thought I could just hunt every day in these. They're that comfortable. And they've got a guarantee that they will stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you do have a problem, you, you get a little rip, maybe the seam happens to, to break loose, send them to the people over at Shin Gear. They'll get them turned around and right back out to you. That's how a company should be, Jeff. Great customer service. Let's talk about them boys over at Lucky Duck. <clears throat> they got a big boy kennel out. Five-star crash test rated. Lou, weight fluctuates a little bit. 80 to 100 pounds. He's finally got a crate that fits him. That's durable. Now, as rumor is, it is there really a fan that goes in that? Absolutely. So he has yes, his own air conditioning yes. Listen, system. Listen, it gets hot. It gets hot in the summertime in Texas. This nice, big, beautiful dog crate that I've got from Lucky Duck. It's got a fan that attaches to the front of it. Keep your pet nice and cool during the summertime. It's also got a pad. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry about He's getting older now, Jeff. i got to worry about his elbows. He can lay comfortably in this uh, five-star crash test rated kennel, and I don't have to worry about him. He's cool. He's comfortable. Not going anywhere. It's a great product. Uh, they've also got the best spinners on the market, and they also have the best A-frame that's out there right now. So it is the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind, four grown men. It's sturdy. It's stout. And it's what we use almost every single day out here. And we are not easy on our equipment, and they handle the torture test. So if you hunt out of A-frames, if you hunt on edges, there's even guys that put A-frames in the middle. If you're a big boy and you want comfort and you're sick of trying to let, had a guy today book a hunt and said, hey, I'm a fat ass and I do not want to lay a layout blind. What do y'all do? I said 90% of our hunts are done from an A-frame. Of course, the time he's here, we'll probably have to be laying probably, on our back. Probably have But to. I told him 90% of the time, and the reason why, it's comfort. If your customers are comfort and you can shoot better when you're sitting down as on your back. Yep. Makes things a whole lot better, so check out Lucky Duck. They've got tops now, too, so if you're a crane hunter and you're hunting out of these uh, A-frames, you just throw the tops on, and all of a sudden you're invisible. So, luckyduck.com. Also, go check out uh, Gundog Outdoors. Uh, check out, you know, you got to take care of your four-legged hunting buddy. They've got bumpers out. They've got collars. <clears throat> they've also got the patented quick-release system. Latches into your dog's collar. That dog does not go anywhere until you say so. You pull a little, pull a little string, and... Away it goes. I hook it up to Lou every single day. No matter how highly qualified your dog is, how highly trained your dog is, the quick release system is something that you could use. So um, keep Fido in check always. That is at Gundog Outdoors, and they're going to be at Duck. So if you're there in April, go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club, our boy Logan Pyatt, him and Rebel. They put on a hell of a show. They have a Patreon account, and you donate to it every month, and then you get unlimited access to all of their episodes and you can check out the debauchery that they've got going on we actually just had logan on here here recently and he's a great guy they put on a hell of a show they're funny they're witty some people even call them smart jeff but it's for adults it is for adults so if you uh if you ride around with your kids i would suggest you not listening uh maybe then but you know you get by yourself maybe with the misses and pick up a few little pointers few little pointers from logan and rep it's a it's a fun time and I, I really, really enjoy listening to them banter back and forth. So that is the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. 
We're also brought to you by uh, Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They came out with a stand-filled stool. Sturdy little piece of equipment that goes in the A-frames, and you can sit your fat ass down and not sink into the dirt. No more buckets digging into your ass. Hemorrhoids are terrible. No sore back. No, no more sore back. Uh, but they can they can manufacture anything that you've got at, over at Alpha Outdoors. Uh, if you'll just get a hold of them, you can check them out. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. Uh, they're on Instagram. Shoot them a message, and they can. Uh, Thing, build whatever you want. They're geniuses over there. Good people make good stuff. He told me to tell you too that he will have the uh, what was the name of it he used? It's gonna be the thing in the blind for you to put your shit on. Oh, the the blind caddy. The blind caddy. He said, "Tell Andy you're making a blind caddy." For making him. a blind caddy. We're excited about that. So they're gonna call it the asshole Andy Shaver. The asshole Andy Shaver's coffee holder. So uh, be looking for that. It'll be out before this uh, hunting season. We're also brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. Listen, the price of meat in the grocery stores is, is entirely too high. If you've got the freezer space, you need to buy in bulk. Get your neighborhoods. If you can't buy whole beef by yourself, get two or three of your neighbors. Go together and buy one. You're saving money. The quality of meat's better. You know what you're getting. And for what you're paying for a pound of hamburger meat, you can be eating ribeyes. That's exactly right. And you're prepared for whatever comes next. And who knows what the hell? Who knows what the hell that's going to be? You've got meat on hand. You're not relying on truckers and grocery stores and many, many variables. You got the meat on hand, and you're ready for whatever. So, if you can afford it, if you've got the freezer space, go in with some buddies, check them out. Steak Plains Meats, and you can get whole beef, half beef, whatever you want, and uh, they, they also, do a very good job. They also do wild game there too. So check them out. Yeah. If you need to get something so processed. If you, if you shoot a deer or anything. Well, you're not doing it right now. Your neighbor's cow, your neighbor's pig. <laughs> take anything to them. <laughs> Just take it to them. And then when you get done doing that, you need a whis- little shot of whiskey. You do. And, and what makes the best whiskey, Sire Andy? Bangtail whiskey. Uh, they have also fought the supply chain shortage and glass bottles. They've got glass bottles. They're bottling up whiskey, and they're shipping it out just as fast as they can bottle it. You need to check them out. Bangtail whiskey. Brandon's a great guy, and uh, he's held his nose to the grindstone. And he has weathered the the supply chain shortage. Who'd have thought glass? Never two get, years ago, couldn't get whiskey for your. That's crazy because we of glass. got we got all the whiskey in the world, but we can't get bottles. So it, it's a it's a fun time to be alive. But Brandon has uh, he's stuck with it well, and I suggest that you go check him out at Bangtail Whiskey. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Uh, do we have any dates at all? I we, know we dove have, season is pretty well gone. I've, I've got I've got can do some corporate dove hunts during the week. Tuesday through Thursday package. Check it out. Bring 20 guys up here. Cost you $10,000 for the weekend or for, for a three-day hunt, lodging meals, the whole thing. Where else can you take 20 clients out for ten grand and spend, and have a good time with them? Um, also, we have a new series going to be coming out on YouTube, but we have yet to name it. Anyways, be checking we'll out little feeders will be coming out, or little trailers will be coming out on it for the next two months, and it'll be coming out this summer. Anyways, that's stanfieldhunting.com, or you can call me at 940-658-3172. I do have dates left all three months, November, December, and January. I've got some pheasant dates left. I can do pig hunts in the spring. We can do turkey hunts next April. We're sold out for this April. And uh, basically, that's it. I appreciate y'all listening. Thank y'all for listening to the Big Conquer Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a part of your life. God bless you, and be safe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Joe Wesner. He runs a nonprofit organization uh, for wounded veterans and uh, Gold Star families. Uh, his organization is called Ultimate Veteran Adventures. I mean, he's doing he's doing really good work with a lot of people that come home and have problems, and they need to be out in nature and hunting and around other 
other individuals that have gone through things like this before them. So uh, talk a little bit about the organization, talk about what led him to starting this organization. Uh, and I think it's a podcast a lot of people need to hear, especially over here in America. So we appreciate Joe. We appreciate his service and we hope that you enjoy it. Here he is, Joe Wesner. Honker Podcast brought to you by Shin Gear, the best waiters on the market. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world famous Andy Shaver. Have you got your Shin Gear vest back in yet? No, I have not. It is in Belize City. Some poor, well, some oversized, overnourished Belizean is probably wearing it. I can't believe you forgot that on the plane. I was using it as a pillow, and somehow I started talking to your mom, so it's her fault. And I, I realized it as soon as we got off the damn freaking airplane in the deal, so... Not good, Jeff. No. So, Mr. Jones, if you will please send me another vest. He said it was on the way, so. Have you talked to him since then? I have not, but he told you it was on the way. Yeah, well, I know it was. You know how the mail is. But I would have wore it today. But anyways, with us today, from Mansfield, Ohio, which I have did a geography lesson on in, it is one hour from every place in Cleveland, basically. (laughs) uh, One hour from everywhere in Ohio, except for Cincinnati, and they're way down to the south. They're almost Kentucky anyways, and they put cinnamon in their chili, so who knows what the hell's going on there in Cincinnati. You can't trust them. <laughs> Joe Wesner with Ultimate Veteran Adventures and Valor Charters. Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I did not fuck that up either, You knocked did I? it out of the park. Yeah. Did not. Yeah. Knocked it out right. of the park. I got relaxed when I talked about them people eating Cincinnati, eating cinnamon on their chili. On spaghetti. Are you a fan of Skyline Chili? <laughs> so I had it one time. Um, That's a no then. about it. I'd go back. I'm not gonna lie. I'd go back. Um, I, one of my one of my best friends in the entire world. He's from Centerville, Ohio, and he brings the Skyline Chili down. And they make they make a dip, and it's actually really good. It's cream cheese on the bottom, Skyline, and then just like shredded cheese on top. Melt it, and you dip it. It's really good that way. It, it's. Not I don't know that I would have it on spaghetti though. So that don't bother me as much because. I'm Italian, and I grew up we eat pasta with everything. My mom used to make some kind of chili mac stuff on uh, some kind of noodles, and it was mm-hmm. actually it wasn't bad. I, I'll get the cinnamon in the chili is what throws me. It's good. I, I don't know. I, it, there's something about it. I'm a fat guy though, so I like that. Well, I, I'm a fat guy too, and I love food. But that that yeah. is one place that is just something I've never been able to get over is having cinnamon in your chili. But it is very very popular, and people from Cincinnati they get really really pissy acting when you make fun of them for that. Are you native Ohio? Are you native from Ohio? Are you born and raised? Or no, no, um, born in uh, Pennsylvania, raised in Pennsylvania. Well, born in Florida, raised in Pennsylvania. Um, joined the Army, came back to Pennsylvania after I got out. And then my wife is actually from here in Ohio. So we moved back here to be closer to her family. It, there's not a whole lot of, what is it, four or five hours from Pennsylvania? 
So, I mean, it's not like. No, they're like it's real close no. in one spot. Well, yeah, in spots. but border, yeah. yeah. Right. But where you are from your hometown, what are you, four or five hours? Uh, from where I grew up, I'm seven and a half, eight hours. Seven and a half, eight hours. So a little bit further. Did you go to the hunting show this year in Harrisburg? No, no. Um, I grew up going to that. We were only, you know, an hour from it. Um, so I grew up every year. That was our thing. Um, just didn't make it out this year. I wonder if it had very much fanfare to it or is it dying like the rest of the most of the hunting shows? Um, I heard it was pretty good. Um, I had a buddy who's a vendor there and he's, he said it was packed. Oh. All with the Amish people. Oh yeah. Dropping them in bus loads. That's That was the craziest shit I'd seen. I, I did that one year and it, it is a big venue and had a lot of people mm-hmm. and had people from all over. And it, 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 I think it's the second best hunting show I've ever been to back in the day of hunting shows. The Trophy Hunters in Fort Worth is by far the best when it comes to being busy. But that was a really impressive show. And the fun, th- funny thing was, <clears throat> was the Amish kids that would come there, and there would be the Yoder, the guy with all the, the, the Amish garb on and the little starter beard going. And he'd be with some chick in a little mini skirt, some hot little, you know, local gal. And then you'd see the dude in the rock and roll T-shirt with the little uh, Amish chick. So they were they were dating outside of their the, the religion for sure. A lot of them. On his rump springer. But, but they were a ton of them there. Gosh almighty! Oh yeah, they're everywhere. They're annoying. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you have to share the road with them. What what a pain yeah. in the ass. Oh yeah. I've seen a video and I don't know if it's true or not. It's like it's the it's the carriage and it's like in a Walmart parking lot and it's just rocking back and forth. <laughs> Always thought that'd be funny to roll up on. Horse is just like he's just standing, just standing yeah. still. We were in, I think Pennsylvania somewhere, and there was a. No, we was in Wisconsin, and there was a, a an Amish buggy there. And the guys were uh, filling up propane tanks, put oh. in the back of the damn buggy. <laughs> I thought, shit, would you just get your car? Put so, the nos on it. So you do a lot of good yeah. things for people, and you have this ultimate veteran adventures. Tell us about that. All right, so it's a nonprofit. Um, we take veterans currently serving Gold Star families. Uh, we take them all over the country, hunting, fishing, um, pretty much anything we can do to get them out. And uh, it just, you know, therapy. It's it's the best therapy we could do in my book. So. Now, is that how you ran across Dan Reese? Did you meet him at this uh, Horicon Marsh yeah. event that, that they have? Yeah. yeah, I met Dan at the Horicon uh, Veterans Hunt, um, oh, three years ago, may- maybe, something like that, three, four years ago now. Um yeah, we just stayed in contact. He's a good guy. He's, he's a little out there, but he's a good guy. <laughs> he is a he is a good guy, and that's a great event that does a lot of good for a lot of people. Now, explain your Gold Star families. Now, Gold Star is someone who passed away in service. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So, um, if you're father, if you're a kid, you have a father, you have a son, you have a daughter, mother, whatever um, that that was killed in combat, you're now a Gold Star family. So we we try to help them out sending them out on events as well. And how do they, do they reach out to you or do you see them and then kind of create a point of contact or how would they uh, get in contact with you? So get everything, we, everything we do, we post to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we have a website. We're not very good with websites. It was all I could do to get Skype here. I understand. So, um, <laughs> we, um, we're working on that end of it, but everything we do, we post to Facebook and, um, you know, we just 
it's word of mouth basically is how we go. If I meet a vet when I'm out somewhere, I, I give them a card. I let them know. Uh, we got a lot of guys that do the same thing. Um, when we first started, it was all word of mouth. It was, I, I got a hunt that I wanted to go on and I would pay for it. I'd get a sponsor for it and I would just call vets that I knew and served with and said, Hey, let's go on this hunt. We're going to pay for you. And then they went home and they told their friends that I didn't know those guys. So now it's to the point where, you know, we're, we're bringing vets out and I'm, I'm asking them all the time, Hey, how'd you hear about us? And I said, well, so-and-so posted to this and then shared it to there. And then they tagged this and then they told me and here I am. So it's pretty cool to, to see how it, you know, blew up like that. How many years have y'all been doing this? Um, going on five now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yep. So is there a, is there a, I hate to even say this, but is there like a vetting process that you have with, with some of these people? Because I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of stolen valor and, and everything else going on in the world. So yep. do you have like a vetting process that you, uh, participate in? We do. Um, so we ask for a DD two fourteen showing honorable service. So your two fourteen is just your, your discharge paperwork. Um, if you're currently in just a copy of your orders, um, so we, we do a little background on them, um, just with people we knew or still know that are in, um, or have a pretty good, um, what's the word I want to use? They have a pretty good network, I guess, in right. the military still that we could, I can call people and just find out a little bit of background on people. Um, we look at their Facebook pages and, um, but we, we do ask that you served honorably, and that'll show it on your paperwork. Do you ever watch those videos on Facebook where the guys are, like, calling out these guys that are in their in their military uniforms, and they're like, you've got your patches on all wrong, like, oh, yeah. your shit's not tucked in? Those, that's cringeworthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's – yeah, I, I just laugh at it now. I used to get really mad. Really? Uh, yeah. It, it, whatever, man. Like, it doesn't – as long as you're not – benefiting from it you got something wrong upstairs that's that's how i look at it just go get help you know so this makes me feel guilty what do you mean well when it wasn't when it was not so uncool to be stolen valor i i told a couple of girls i was a navy seal 30 years ago at a bar a couple of times maybe yeah but you were 22 years old trying to get laid jeff so yeah. i mean nobody even knew what a seal was back in the <laughs> right? early 90s like that was still like a urban like, oh, legend <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what does he do with surf? Yeah. What's he do with these animals? Now I look like a walrus, but back then I was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, I just, I just, I can't believe these people would do that. Here's this. This also sounds absolutely horrible. Not trying to be funny, but honestly, I've had I get so many calls from groups that are that are well, we're doing it for uh, wounded veterans or wounded warriors or blah blah blah, and there's twelve thousand of these different things out there doing it. And then I find out that I had a guy call me one time, and he was a fraud. He was trying to get money lined up, and he was trying to make, you know, half the money for the hunt. Like, he would go to one place and raise the money and say, hey, we need $10,000. We're going to take 10 veterans on a waterfowl hunt for three days. And he gets these people to give him $10,000, and then he'd call me and say, hey, we do this, and we'll, we pay for half price. You know, we'll pay you $5,000 if you'll do it, and you'll donate 5000 Well, he's making 5000 on the side and doing this all the time. and. Yeah. It gives a bad taste in outfitters' mouth when they deal with this because, hey, I love America. I got an American flag here. I got a son in the military, and I, I we do we have done many of the hunts. 
But mm-hmm. you got to go be so careful these days with who you're dealing with. Y'all have to deal with frauds on y'all's end, and then mm-hmm. we, the outfitters, have to deal with fraudulent people doing what you're doing. Yep, absolutely, and that that gives good organizations a bad name. There's so many bad ones out there, but there's so many great ones too, and it's really hard to decide for which one's which, you know? Yes. So like, it's hard for me to go and ask outfitters. That's why I don't do it anymore. Like I, I'm not asking people, Hey, can you give us a free hunt? Can you do this? Can you do that? Cause there's so many bad ones that gave us a bad name now, not us personally, but you know, right. um, nonprofits like what we do. Um, we just, I just talk to people. I let them know who I am, what we do. And if you want to do something great, if not, Hey, I appreciate it. Um, I don't ask for it free. I don't, you know, if people want to do it, they come to us and say, Hey, we've been watching you. We want to do, we want to do something with you. And that's, you know, how we go about our business, I guess. Well, I think it's, it's a great deal, but we, we probably get a hundred email, a hundred different emails a year or calls from companies mm-hmm. that are doing the same thing. And I, and this, and probably 70 of them are legit. But those 30 that are not really make it harder for guys like you that are doing a great thing. And Correct. our country shits all over our veterans. We are we are horrible about we and the and the guy who drives by and the pick up the car, whatever, and he drives by a homeless vet there. And some of those guys are there by their own choice. But there's a lot of them have got a lot of problems. And we ignore that and try to pass it off in that way. It's it's a very sad deal to me. Yeah. The way we do our vets in this country. Yeah. I mean, we're worried about the Ukrainian people right now, but let's let's put some of that money into our own people here. What did we give them? Eight yeah. hundred million? No, we're giving them like billion, fourteen billion dollars. They just no, they, they asked just... for eight hundred million more the other day. Right, and I think we gave it to. Oh them. yeah, we're just Congress got a twenty one twenty one percent raise. Yeah, because it, it, they they need it. They yeah. need it. Yeah, they they're staffers. You know, they they yeah. really really need that extra staffer that's going to go the extra mile and getting them that soy latte one day the people in this country if they're going to save our country are going to wake up and we're going to go to washington dc and we're going to cleanse ourselves of all that fucking filth scum and swamp that we've got there did just to change the subject and go did you see any of the supreme court justice questions yesterday did you see them ask the lady could, if she could explain what a woman was, and she could not do that. Define a woman. Define a woman. I'm not a biologist. No, <laughs> a woman has a vagina. She makes eggs. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I mean, if if you're not going to go out on a limb and <clears throat> define what a woman is, how, how do we expect you to be able to interpret law? Yeah. If right. You, if you can't interpret what a woman is in 2022, whatever year this is, how are you supposed to interpret law? There, there was an, a rape case that she she was over. An 18-year-old male raped an 8-year-old girl, and she gave him three months. Mm. And this was her answer. Well, they were peers. No, an 8-year-old and an 18-year-old are not a fucking peer. Him banging a 17-year-old girl, that's a peer. You know? Right. A 16-year-old girl in high school, he's 18 years old. I see that. That happens a lot. But an 8-year-old girl, that is not a peer. And in three months... And she can't answer for that shit either. And this is a person we want to put on the Supreme Court. Well, and and the woman thing wears me out because the only reason she's up there is because she's a black woman. Because Biden said that's what he was going to do. So she should be yeah. proud she has that coochie moneymaker that she was born with, or she wouldn't be where she was right now. Yeah. And that what well, just that just floor all over me. And then a, a guy tried to rape a girl in a Walmart last night, and they beat the shit out of him. Really? In a freaking Walmart? What the hell's happening to our world? Yeah, this is. I, I just. 
It makes me sick. I'm scared for my kids. Oh, I, I don't blame you at all. It's it's small towns is the last bastion of hope for kids. I'm thinking. I really do. I'd hate to raise my kids in a big city right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's why we live in the middle of the woods here, in the middle of nowhere. I just so can't do. What made you uh, start this program? Um. So after I got hurt, um, I was medically retired from the army and, um, my caseworker said, I'd be lucky if I walked again. And I was always a hunter, fisherman, um, love the outdoors. And I used hunting as my motivation, I guess, to kind of get back out and do things. Um, I've been on some really good events and I've been on some really bad events with organizations. And I was actually on a bear hunt, and it was not a good or, or a good event. It, it was terrible. Um, what made it terrible? I, the organization um, just was the way it was run. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Um, just leaving us out there in the woods for till dark, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, then coming and picking us up, and we have nothing. We're just sitting there. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it wasn't run well. I didn't enjoy my time there um and i it was on that hunt where i thought i'm gonna make my own organization and i'm gonna learn from all the bad ones that i've been on and i'm gonna take from all the good ones that i've been on and i'm gonna make something on my own um and just kind of brainstorming some ideas and how we could make this organization what it is and here we are now, was it more difficult than what you thought it was going to be, or is it just kind of one of those things where if you're a good person and you don't cut corners, you can succeed at this? It's definitely not easy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not good at fundraising. I'm not good at uh, finding sponsors. That is not my thing. I can hunt. I can fish. Um, that's what I do. So for me, that's our hardest part. We don't have a lot of money. Uh, we're not big. But we do a lot with a little, and that's what sets us apart, I think. Yeah, I'm, I am coaching uh, Little League Baseball this year. And thank goodness that I've got money bags Jeff Stanfield over here and my wife that has her own business because I was, I was able to go to them and be like, hey, we need jerseys. But right. That's not quite how you pitched it to me. Ah, Jeff, we need, we need jerseys. <laughs> business opportunity for Jeff Stanfield. Yeah. Um, but you know, I can, I can only, and that's, I need 150 bucks, 175 bucks. Like I couldn't imagine going to a corporation and being like, Hey, I need $10,000 to take 10 people out here for a weekend. Right. That's a big ask. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we don't do it. Cause I'm not good at it. And I have yet to find the person that is good at it. Um, put it. So just to give a little perspective on what we do, um, 2019 was our biggest year. Um, we took over 130, over 130 veterans and family members. Cause we do, um, some stuff for families as well. Um, we did over 130 get veterans and family members, and we did that on a $7,500 budget. Wow. Wow. That's the amazing. only thing, the only thing we don't pay for is travel, mm -hmm. food, lodging, license, um, guide if need be. Um, <coughs> we pay for all of that. But travel is the only thing we don't do. And we did all that on $7,500 budget. That's crazy. There's organizations out there, a lot in Texas that I know of, and I personally know of them. If they don't raise 
you know, half a million dollars, they won't operate. Yeah, the group, one group out of, my there's a group out of San Antonio that does that. It's, that probably grazes close to a million a year. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they do a lot of great things. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But they've got, they've got some deep pockets, and they've got some guys with deep pockets that give to them every year religiously. And that's yep. a, it's a great thing. I, you, yeah. you, you hit on something there. I, I think as much as we have wounded warriors are out there that need help, the kids of dads that they lose or moms that they lose in combat, yep. that, that, that's something our society should reach together and take care of those people. Yep, yep, 100%. Now, what were your injuries? How did you sustain them? What were what were they classified as? Uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I was blown up by a RPG, so um, it's not fun, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. I, went, um, I had uh, a pretty bad TBI, tra- traumatic brain injury. Um, I had fractured my back in seven places. I had five ruptured discs. Um, both my, or both my shoulders were completely, um, they came out of sockets and tore everything in both shoulders. Mm. So the both shoulders had to get rebuilt. And then same with my one hip. Jeez. Were you guys in a fight or was this something that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised everybody? No, we were in a fight. Um, we were, we were on the ground Mm -hmm. and then it just, how close was it to like where you were? Did it, did it, was it feet away? What, when you, yeah, the, when it detonated? Yes. Yeah. Maybe 10 feet if that, and it blew me into a ditch Whew. and that got me because I saved, I, I fell in a ditch. So all the shrapnel went over me. So that's kind of what saved yeah. me, I guess. That's what saved your life was falling into yeah, the pretty, ditch. Yeah. Did you uh, did you black out? How much of this do you remember? Do you remember the impact, and then you you wake up in a hospital, or how much? Um, so I mean, I remember most of it. I um, I know I blacked out for a while. I don't know how long. Um, minutes, I would say. I don't think it was too long. Um, but I remember wake like coming to in the ditch and looking up and seeing tracer rounds going back and forth over my head. I'm like, well, I'm still here. <laughs> but what's a tracer? Yeah. What's that mean? It's the, on the like, looks like it no, the, looks like lights on the bullets. Yeah, they're the um, the tip of the bullet. They'll have uh, tracers on them, so you can see where you're. Like we do, every third bullet has a tracer on it, okay. so you know where. Okay, you, tracer you, tracer rounds. I I thought I thought you yeah. said tracer tracer rounds, like they were. Oh, sc- trace. Yeah, like they scrambled helicopters and were looking for you. Or something no, I, I understand. No. Now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've got you now. Um, so how long was your recovery? Um, almost two and a half, three years. I'm, I mean, I'm still not right, I guess. Um, I walk with a pretty good limp. I'm still going back for more surgeries. Um, I actually just got off the phone the other couple of days ago with the VA. They want to schedule me for another back surgery. So I don't know. How how has the VA been for you? Because I've heard from so many people that it's a nightmare dealing with them. In your personal experience, how has it been? So when I moved, when I was in PA, um, they were great. I had no issues with them. Everyone saying how bad they were, I was like, I, I'm good. I mean, they give me what I want when I need it. They're they're good. I moved out here, and I, the first six months, it was good. And then all of a sudden, they just didn't care. Um, I have a new doctor every year. They just go through them. 
as soon as you get a good doctor that cares and puts in and advocates for you, they get rid of them. Right. And then you get a new one. Um, so it's just, it's constantly square one every time you go to the doctor. And it's it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't like them. Um, I get angry when I'm pulled into the parking lot to go in. I just, I, I don't like it. You know, everyone that I've known that deals with that says about the same thing. I think when Trump was in office, he tried to fix a lot of those problems. But yep. I, th I think a lot of their problems not is, it, I don't think it's that the doctors don't care. I think that a lot of the doctors they have there, they can't compete with the money scale of the guys in the private practice. So the people do their time, get out of the VA, and then they move on to the private sector. And, you know, but it, it, and a lot of those people couldn't afford to go to medical school if they didn't be in the military. Not all of them, but a lot of them can't. And that's their way right. of getting through medical school without having a lot of debt. So is that what they do? They, they enlist in the military and then they... Well, just like the little girl that was with us in Mexico, that's a dentist in the in the in the army. She went. She's going to the army. They take care of all of her medical school. They uh -huh. pay it all off, and then she has to serve there like six years as a dentist. She's a dentist. That's different. But you're dealing with a surgeon. How hard is it for you to be able to go to outside doctors? Do they frown on that, or do they help you do that? No. So that's all I do. Um, I won't go to the VA. I, I I call them. I have not. All my uh, doctor appointments are online. I just I, I don't want to go in. Um, then they want me to drive up to Cleveland for their specialist. I said, no, give me someone local. I'm, you know, I've, that's all I've been doing now is local. I won't go. That makes things a lot better for you then. It, yeah. Yeah. Now it's a pain trying to get them to, to coordinate everything because the one, the one girl doesn't want to do her job and you tell she's very lazy on the phone when I call her. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. How many so, years were you enlisted? Uh, just over 13 total. Oh, wow. And so you, if I'm asking something out of bounds, I don't mean to be, you have a purple heart then, right? Yes. Now, how, how does that, does that go? Do you go to an actual, does a, a congressman or someone come to you and give this to you or do they just send it to you? In the mail? Um, how does that work? So I have three. Um, I actually have three. Um, one was presented to me at the, in the hospital um one was we had a ceremony and they pinned me one and then the last one they just mailed it to my house after i was retired mm. wow that's a you have three purple hearts yep well i'm very proud that what you did for our country and i appreciate that very much and god bless you for that that's a i would say an achievement but that's not an achievement you want <laughs> but that speaks volumes the kind of person you are most people won and they're out yeah yeah I was just unlucky. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I would say that too. Yeah, I don't know what the record is for amount of purple hearts you can achieve, but that's it's pretty lot. remarkable. A lot yeah. of them, you said. Yeah, I've no. Uh, a buddy of mine, he's got four. Um, I think guys back in Vietnam, they have like six or seven. I mean, it, it's yeah. What 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 exactly did you do in the army? Can you talk about that? Uh, I was an infantryman. So you're right in the middle of all that shit. Oh yeah, yep. Was yeah. you was you in Fallujah and all that? Yeah. Um, so we did. Uh, I did the invasion in '03. Um, then we were in Ramadi, um, Ramadi, Fallujah, all the good, all the good spots. Um, then Afghanistan at the end. I watched a documentary on, and I can't remember the name of the town, but it was in Iraq. But it showed 
they had an actual crew with a group of you guys going on patrols and doing stuff. And I knew it was shitty, but I didn't realize how much you lived in a vacuum where everybody around you is trying to kill you all the time. And just, I don't know how the hell you guys even slept over there. And why the hell we're there, we should have got the shit and got out of there a long, long time ago. It's horrible to what yeah. we put you guys through for, for absolutely nothing. You know, for yeah. some oil is what it's about. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel about it. It's all about oil. I think if it yeah. would, if it, if there wouldn't have been oil there, we would have never been over there. Yeah. No, it's, I, I don't know. It's above my pay grade. Um, I just do what I was told. And um, I, guys tried to kill us, so we killed them. And that was all I, that was my take on it, I guess. If you could do it all over again, would you? In a heartbeat. That's an American soldier right yep. there for you. That's, yeah. that's what it's about. So I miss it every. Really, is yep. it so? And I, I don't like I, like Jeff said. If we're speaking out of turn, just let us know. But is that mm-hmm. what the hard part is when you get out? Is not having that, or is it a culmination of hey, I'm injured. Like, what's my life going to look like in five years? And I don't have that, or what is it? it it's a lot of stuff. Um, it's a combination, I would say. But I know when you're in the military. Uh, for me, it was the army. Um, when you're in that in the in that setting, you have a you have a schedule, you have a structure. You're this is what I'm wearing. This is what time I have to be there. This is what we got to do. This is when we're done. It, 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 I mean, that is your life. And then you get out, and they say, "All right, here you go. You're out. You're done. Yeah, go get a job somewhere." Um, you can't just turn that off you know that military side of you You just can't turn it off and to me that's what the hard part is because i can i can't talk to a civilian the way i talk to uh one of my soldiers Mm -hmm. you know it just it doesn't work um you get fired for that and you know right away (laughs) (laughs) it's i don't know it the joking the just ever the the Matt lifestyle. It's really tough. Well, it's a very dark. You guys have a very dark sense of humor, and you know, you you talk to people outside of the military, civilians, and they're like, they're fucking joking about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I've been around some of these guys, and like some of the shit that they say to one another, you're like, oof, yeah, like I'd be afraid he'd rip my fucking head off. But they just yeah. laugh it off, and and they, you know, they just wait for their opportunity to get this guy back, and it's a very once you're in that community, you're in that community for life, and that's what's yep. that's what's so great about it. And you guys truly do look after your own. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, so I I want to ask you this, and it seems to me, um, that w- we're seeing more and more post traumatic stress disorder. Whereas, did we did the guys coming back from World War Two? Did they just not talk about it? Did they not have the the venue, the outlet that you guys do? Or was it just a different time and they were able to, they were able to, I don't know what to, things were not great after World War II in America, so they kind of had to pick up the mantle and, you know, create a life for their family after the war. Why, why are we seeing a rise, in my eyes, in PTSD with this war? I think you hit it. Um, well, one, it's a whole different war, um, a whole different, you know, aspect of the of that war. You know, I, my grandfather was a World War Two vet, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they dealt with their own PTSD issues, but they knew the enemy. They knew who they were in a uniform, and they they fought 
head to head. Our war, it's it could be a kid on the side of the road. It could be a a woman walking with a basket. It could be um, a dead animal on the side of the road. You know, a piece of trash. That's what we don't know who our enemy is over there. That's the problem. Um, that's that's where it's different in my eyes. Um, the World War II vets, they were just a whole different breed. Right. I mean, they were men. The, this generation, it, it's soft. I mean, that's that's the issue, I think. Um, this generation is just terrible. Right. Uh, I, th- I, think you, bad. <laughs> I, th- I think but. you hit the perfect, though, when you said it is a different time and we had a different enemy. Then mm-hmm. we were all united to kill the Germans or the Japanese. I mean, for, for if you're German or Japanese, I'm sorry, but that's that y'all were our enemy. Yep. And, um, and the whole world was behind us, but we, but we as a country were behind each other and anywhere you went in the country, then everybody respected and everybody was worried about what's going on. And everyone was affected by someone that was in the military. Correct. Everybody was drafted into it. <clears throat> you either went to college, you were hurt, but you either were working or you were building an airplane or doing something to help the cause. Everybody was on the same page. Nowadays, everybody wanted to pretend like it's not going on here and live your life as it is and then check the news at night for a little bit and see what's going on. And that was it. And when you come back home, people over here did not realize what you were going through. Well, every family in America was dealing with that during World War II. And I think then... You were shunned on by society if you didn't just pick up your bootstraps and go back to work. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I had my both of my grandpas were at World War II, and I don't know that either one of them had any sort of demons that they brought home with them that I know of. Now, I'm sure that they they, they were both though on ships. They were there for it wasn't hand to hand. Well, yeah, but they weren't doing a lot of hand to hand combat like guys that were like your grand like your your mom's grandpa bob he was at battle of the bulge and he was at normandy so he did a lot of one-on-one well he saw a lot of death that my, my grandpa's neither one saw so but she told me that he always did have a lot of issues but he never he yeah but he never showed it no but he, he until did, until he he had uh what dementia, dementia and then that's when and he, that's when he started manifesting fits and episodes and he would mm-hmm. fight my great-grandmother at night and so that's when he that's when his yes demons came but out he went to he didn't have control over he went he come back home went to work raised his family and did just like everybody else in america did and he probably had some issues because he saw a lot of horrible 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 shit but mm-hmm. society was different then and 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 sadly there are a ton of people with PTSD that go on to work that don't say nothing that have they have inner battles their whole life. And then, yep. sadly, there's a ton of people that don't have issues that are trying to get a check every month. And, yes. And, and we've dealt with that shit because we almost had one of those in our family one time, and he was that way, always looking to get a handout all the time, and that was an excuse yep. for everything in life. And that's a horrible thing to say, but that is, there is a lot of people like that out there. But nobody wants to say nothing because nobody wants to be the asshole that says that. Yep. Yes. Well, and I mean, you know, you don't want to be the person that, that <clears throat> turned your cheek on this person and he really was going through something. So, I mean, there's a fine line to walk. I, I don't know. You deal with and, this all the time. Yeah, and that's why we do what we're doing. Um, you know, we try to get the vets out and we try to spend a few days with them if possible. Mm-hmm. Because we can, we're, we've all been there. We go through it. We've been go we've been through it we're currently going through it um so we can talk to these guys and we can kind of weed them out when we're out there like all right well you're only here 
for a free hunt. Right. You're not here because you truly need it. So you're not going to come back. And that that's just how we do it. I mean, I'm sorry, but um, we're just we're not going to invite you back if we don't feel like you truly need this. I mean, there's guys that we've had back three, four times and we can see a progression in them on how how they're you know progressing. Right. Um, and they truly needed that. It doesn't matter if they catch a fish. It doesn't matter if they kill a duck. It doesn't matter. They just need to be there and be around other vets and talk and seeing them open up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the, that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not the free hunt. It's not any of that. It's yeah. let me get you out of your headspace. Let me get you out of your house, get you out in nature, which does wonders whenever you get a little bit of sunshine on you. And there, there's plenty of chemistry that that supports uh, just being out in the sun and how it affects your mood. Um, Mother Nature can fix a lot of things. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, and I think that more than anything is what separates this generation from the World War II generation is, you know, if, if, if you got on this path, nobody is coming. The consequences aren't like they were for the World War II vet when he came home. Like, he, he had to, he, he had, it was life or death whenever he came home because he had a family to raise. Yep. There weren't all these programs to help, you know, it's terrible what we've done to our veterans today, but I mean, you, you look at it back then and World War II vets, they were really just like, you're home and yep. best of luck to you. Thank you for yep. your service, but carry on with your life. Um, I think now, and I think it's great that more and more veterans are coming out and talking about their, their, their issues because that's how we get better as a society and that's how we know um, where we have lacked in the past. So I think it's great that we see uh, people coming out and t- like, listen, I've struggled here because that lets other people know that I'm not alone. And mm-hmm. whenever you can get these veterans that are on their third or fourth time with you, they can get that new person and be like, listen, this is the ways this organization has helped me. Like right. just trust the process, come out with us, and we can get through this together. Yep. And we team up with other organizations as well. Um, so there's other organizations that guys will go to and then they'll contact us and say, Hey, that so-and-so he could really use one of your events. Right. And so we, we work with other organizations all the time. Um, we team up, we, we pull resources, we, we do what we have to do to help. Cause in my eyes, we're here, we're in it for one reason and that is to help veterans. And if there's other there's organizations out there that they they don't want anything to do with anyone else it's all them it's about them right yeah i don't work with you i'm sorry that's just you know how it is but um and there are buddy systems but they're not helping veterans the way they could be helping veterans yeah have you ever had a guy that you invited that said no i don't need you i don't need the i don't need the help all the time really all the time that's got to be disheartening Yes and no, um, because a lot of them, some of them I know where they're coming from. Oh, sorry. You're good. That happens um, all the time. Yeah. Some of them I know where they're coming from. Um, so I got turkeys running around at my feeder down there. It's hey, about that time. listen, it's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. We, uh, um, what was I saying now? Uh, guys that uh, turn you down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of them are. They're just too proud, I guess. Mm-hmm. They don't think 
they could use it. They think there's other people better suited for it than them that need it more than them. And some of them are right, but some of them, they really need it. And they're just too proud. They're just, they want to, they're, they want others to go instead of them. And I, I love it, but at the same time, they're the ones that we're going to try and do one-on-one things with. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to turn that, uh, service mind off. Like Mm -hmm. just take care of other people. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Yep. Where did you fall on that spectrum? Whenever you were, whenever you first came back over here, did you, were you more receptive to the, to the programs or did you, were you one of those others that was kind of like, no, just there's other guys. So at first, um, I, I went back and forth. Um, my first reaction was, no, I don't want this. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Let others go. Um, then I did a few and I was, I felt, so my ex-wife, she would tell me, um, there's a reason, like you come back a whole different person when you go on these events. Um, so then I started going more and then she wouldn't want me to go because I was gone too much. So <laughs> you know, life and I'm, all the better. <laughs> oh, we, um, so I went, I went back and forth. Um, in the beginning, I, you know, like I said, I wanted others to go when I finally accepted, accepted the help and I went, it was life changing. Now I'm at the point I get invited on a lot of events, um, just with my background and stuff like that. Um, and I'll go, sometimes I'll go. Mm-hmm. And, but while I'm there, I'm always talking to that organization, whoever's running it, telling about UVA, what we do and trying to team up in some way to get others on these events. Um, there's a great organization called life and Liberty in, uh, they're in Texas or in Amarillo, I believe Mm -hmm. life and Liberty outdoors. They take veterans and, um, um, kids, um, with terminal illnesses out on a weekend hunting uh, high fence hunting and i've tried to get i've probably got six or eight of our guys that i know on these this event guys that that i know personally that will not go on an event with us i'm like you need to go with them like you need this you need to go so now i'm at the point where i try to give back as much as i can um through organizations that i've gone on not just mine but others right yeah that's very commendable where all, um, what all hunts have you gotten to, to take these guys on? What do you, what's a normal fall spring for you? Uh, for my organization? Yes. It varies. Um, we try to do a lot of waterfowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do a bear hunt every year up in Maine. That's a week long. Um, but we have like one or two duck hunts. We have, um, or, uh, uh deer hunts, sorry. Um, that's pretty much it as far as the big game. I try to, I personally try to concentrate on waterfowl um, because we can, for me, it's, it, it's, a, it's a way to sit there and talk. You know, like we can go out, we can sit in a blind for three days together and we can BS and we can, we can talk about stuff. We can joke around. You can kill, kill birds, but you're there to talk. You go on a deer hunt, you're going to sit in your stand for six, eight hours, and you're not going to be talking to anybody. Water Bird but, hunting is so much more social. Yes, that's the word I want, social. It, it, it is. Right. It's such a 
we've been in the business a long time and I, and we do all kinds of hunts, but the most social hunting is waterfowl hunting. Dove hunting's our biggest deal. If you want to come out with a bunch of guys and you want to visit and bullshit and stuff, dove hunting is, is really a very good tool yep. to use that for, especially with friends or clients. But waterfowl sure. hunting is, is more, it, it's not one-on-one deer hunting. You're not going to deer hunting. You're, you're correct. hundred percent away exactly what you said. You can get a lot more out of visiting during a waterfowl hunt than you can on a deer hunt. Plus you can have more guys doing it together anyways. Right. Yes. hundred percent. And that's, it's more therapeutic in our eyes. So we try to concentrate on as many waterfowl and fishing trips as well. Um, that's what we try to do. Cause you, you can, you, you know, you're there, you're talking, you're, you're hanging out, you're, you're having a good time with everybody. You're getting to know everyone. Um, so we, if we get a big game hunt donated to us, we're going to do it. Um, we're not going to turn something down, but as far as planned hunts, we don't have a lot planned. Um, well we do I have a list over here. I'm sorry. I'm you're good. Uh, we, uh, you know, we have a PA turkey hunt that we're doing. We have, well, two turkey hunts we're going to be doing. We have a fishing trip up in Lake Ontario in New York, um, the bear hunt. We have a bunch of uh, Lake Erie fishing trips that we're going to be doing. Um, but we get the big game stuff will just come to us, you know, here and there. We have a hunt, uh, deer hunt in Arkansas we're going to be sending the vet to. But that's all we have planned for big game. Yeah, I don't – big game is beyond me. You can get so much more camaraderie just in a duck blind or even dove hunts. I don't know if you do any dove yep. hunts, but, I mean, it's just a it's just a beer drinking session basically with firearms. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds terrible. That's actually I mean, pretty it, close. <laughs> except, listen, especially like out here in Texas, it's the first thing to open. People are excited to be outside, so people will have a Bloody Mary and a beer sure. and shoot a couple dove. Um, sure. so you said you had Turkey outside your window. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a little plot of land right there at your homestead where you can Turkey hunt at? Yeah. So, uh, we have seven and a half acres of land, um, all woods that we bought and, uh, we have a house at the, at the back end of it. So we have deer, Turkey, um, well, that's about it. Deer and Turkey now, running through the wood. You can't hunt over bait for turkeys there. Can you? Not for turkeys, no. Not for turkeys? That no. does not make any That's sense weird. to me either. It's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> how many how many turkeys are you going to kill at your place? One or two, maybe? Whatever the legal one, limit is. One, one turkey. How many turkeys yep. are you going to feed all year long if you're running a feeder out there for them? Fifteen. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's benefiting more? You killing one turkey and it mm-hmm. dying or getting 15 turkeys that are fed all year long? It does. Uh, yeah. bi- biologists wear me out. Yeah, I mean... As long as you don't get caught, I guess, right? <laughs> Rule. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Get> that. <laughs> my, my friend that's in Ohio, he talks, he's got a little deer lease and he's got some feeders on it and he has turkeys all the yeah. time. And then when he pulls yeah. the, when he pulls the feeders, the turkeys quit coming. So he yeah. doesn't ever get to shoot a turkey. He's like, they just yeah. go to some other property that doesn't hunt turkey, but feeds you around. And he's like, it's, it's, I, I don't ever get to shoot a fucking turkey. Well, it's, it's yeah. kind of like Texas is on dove hunting. You can shred stuff to dove hunt on it, and it's okay. Right. But you can't shred stuff to shoot ducks or geese on. What's a migratory bird? What's the damn difference? I mean, I just don't, I don't, 
Are we there to help the birds? And so, hunters are the best conservationists there is, anyways. <clears throat> yep. You can say what you want to. I I don't see a bunch of bunny huggers out there going and doing things to help with animals. Ducks Unlimited was started by duck hunters. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, elk hunters. The sheep organization, sheep hunters. It's all the same. Yep. You know? People out there watching cardinals and shit with damn binoculars, <laughs> they're not out saving shit. They're just <laughs> trying to impress their other weird friends that look at birds. Right. So... <laughs> How many years into the future, like, do you do you have like do you have this fall <clears throat> schedule pretty well set up? Um, no, no. Um, Gabe is what we have right now. Um, we kind of fly by by the seat of our pants, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, people, will, I, I'll be sending emails out the outfitters and just trying to get the word out who we are. Like again. Like I said earlier, I don't go and ask for free hunts because that's what I'm, I'm not good at that. And I understand that's their, that's their business. That's Mm -hmm. their livelihood. And I, I just feel bad asking them to give me something for free. So if it comes up, we do it. Um, and we have people out there talking to people for us and they'll, they'll contact me and be like, Hey, uh, I just talked to so-and-so they want to donate on to you. Okay. Let's line it up. Let's do it. Um, or we'll have hunts where buy one, get one free. So we'll, we had an outfitter in, um, out, out West. It was turkey hunting. I forget the name of them now. I'm off the top of my head. Uh, Heartland pride outfitters, mm-hmm. turkey hunters. Um, they said, Hey, you send a vet, you pay for one vet, you get a free vet. I said, okay. That's a pretty good deal. So, you know, we did stuff like that. I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll bring some, some, some kids up here who's lost their dads, and mm-hmm. some veterans, September 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd, I'll do a dove hunt for you guys. Eight people. Come in on Friday, have dinner that night, or hunt that afternoon, dinner that night, three meals on Saturday, breakfast Sunday morning, hunt Sunday morning, dove hunt, and I'll do that. And I think September 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd, I, I can do that for eight people. And it could be the oh. next weekend. I need to look at my calendar, and I don't have it on me on this laptop, but. I will do that okay. free of charge. So thirty, September thirtieth, October first, and October second. Uh huh. Or if that doesn't work, October seventh, eighth, and ninth. Well, no, I think it's going to be the September thirtieth. I know, but you time. just said yes. It's, it's one of the two. It's weekends, one of those but two I th- weekends. I think I'm ninety nine percent sure it's September thirtieth weekend is when the weekend I can do it. I have a room for okay. eight people, but I'll do awesome. that. Kids and 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 and, and soldiers for okay. their families, but I'll eight people. Would you want? A uh, veteran with their kid or gold star family, gold star kid, or what, whatever you think would be best. Okay. Cause that's another okay. thing that, you know, a lot of people, you got to kind of figure how this group is going to mesh on your end too. So yep. like that, that's not always the easiest yeah, I'll thing. I'll tell you what, I'll just leave it up to you. There's eight spots that weekend and you bring whoever, okay. whoever food drinks, hunts, everything's on me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. That's, now, now when you say drinks, amazing. Well, whatever we serve in here at the lodge, yeah, not, 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 alcohol not alcohol and stuff. They need to bring their own cooler stuff, but yeah. snacks and stuff like that's on y'all. What we do here on normal package is what I'm giving. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and alcohol's never no. We we'd have we'd have some alcohol. poor people drink us un- drink us. Yeah, but <laughs> I had a guy call not long ago, and he asked that. Now, do you include all our alcohol on that deal? No, sir, I sure don't. First of all, my insurance. Second of all, I don't want a bunch of damn drunks to deal with. Yeah. Yep. And that's so the thing. I, like, when you have an open bar, people get fucking silly. But if they have yes. to bring their own, they kind of monitor themselves. 
So for us as a nonprofit, we will not provide alcohol on our events. I wouldn't. Um, We we try to to limit any alcohol, honestly, because one, we're a nonprofit. Um, Two, I don't know if you're an alcoholic, you're a recovering alcoholic, uh, what meds you're on to where it could affect you. So we just we try to just no alcohol. I had two Uh, really drunk guys last year here, and one of them is a good friend of mine. And he gets drunk all the time, but we didn't. We don't ever hardly have any issues with m- most people. Are really good about policing their own, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Bob, he's drinking too much. They put him into bed. But we'll have. Yeah, but I mean, and, and the last thing you want is a service member that just you know that's battling demons, and he starts hitting the whiskey bottle, and you know, then at whew. two o'clock in the morning, all of his demons are coming out, and yep. and he's got a gun there, and he's got yep. what, yeah firearms and everything. So I mean, it's. We don't deal with it, a lot of drinkers anyways, but most of our drinking, the guys do it night time. No, 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 but, but I'm just saying, like, the last that's the last thing you want on one of these events is for something like that to, right. to take place. But, it, but anyways, it's it's eight eight spots there for that weekend. Um, okay. What do uh, – it made me think of something. I can't remember what the hell it was now. I guess it's not important. Anyways, I uh, we'd be proud to have you all up. I think what you're doing is a great cause and um, really touches me with the kids. I can't imagine a kid losing his parent and yep. then having to come home and just there's a picture of dad on the on the shelf there in his service uniform and nobody ever steps up. It, it's just so different than it was years ago. If there was a kid yep. in town 40 years ago or 50 years ago and lost his dad in the service, people in town are going to step up and, you know, try to help and stuff. People today get caught in their own world. They don't think about things like that. Yep. So something um, I know you, you had uh, Buddha on. Yeah, a couple uh-huh. times. He and I are pretty good friends. Um, he, uh, we had talked about we were in Washington last year on a Harlequin hunt. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to do it for Harlequin. Um, <laughs> did that for Dan Reese. He's donating money. Just FYI. There you go. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, he and I were talking about doing a hunt where. You get a gold star kid coming out and having one of the guys that were in their their parents' unit that they served with their parent with them on the hunt. Wow. So we've been kicking that around, and I th- this could be where we do it. Um, would you be opposed to him coming along and filming? No, yeah, not at all. That would be Whatever no problem at all. The um, okay. we're doing this to help. Yeah, whatever you know, y'all further, want, whatever y'all want to do, whatever you fine. guys need. I mean, you're you're doing a great cause for uh, a lot of people that kind of get forgotten about in our world. So whatever you want to do, and, and you, you know, film you, it, whatever. And you talked about the gold star and the and the guy in his troop. Those people were closer to his dad than probably most any of his dad's friends from back at home because they had a brotherhood yeah. that people can't. I can't relate to that because I've never been there. But yes. I don't. And they were probably there for his last moments. Too. Yes, I mean, you know, they they shared him passing on. Yes, there's 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 different there's a different connection there that people just don't. I, I'm assuming I was never a soldier, and I'm assuming that when you are over overseas serving together in war like y'all have been, that there's a brotherhood and a bond that other people just don't understand. And people yeah. at home may not even know how close you were with these people that you served with and may not even know them other than maybe you talking about them on the phone. But there's mm-hmm. a unique connection there that other people just don't understand. Yep. 100%. Yes. Yeah. You're, yes. you're doing uh, you're doing a lot of good work. So, um, 
we appreciate what you do. And I know it can be, you know, I'm sure there's times where you're banging your head up against the wall and things aren't kind of going how you plan for it to go, but you know, you're doing, you're doing a, a very, very good service for a lot of good men that appreciate uh, it. stepped up whenever their country needed them to. Yeah. Um, real quick. And we can get, uh, one last question. What did you, so when we pulled out, uh, last year, what was it? September when Biden pulled all of just yanked the rug out from under everybody, what were your thoughts, uh, last fall um that was that's tough um it was it was sickening um we it, he made us the ones that served there he made us look like liars he he made us look horrible you know we were there we we told these people we're going to help them mm-hmm. we were there to help those people and we told them we're not abandoning them that we're, we're there to help. And then just like that, we abandoned them. We're gone. It, he, in his decision, it made us look horrible. The ones that were there. Um, just because you, you told these people like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. We're here to help. Just let us do our job. And then he, my just- yeah, yeah. He just up and gone. Uh, it was absolutely terrible to watch. I mean, it was sickening. It really was. Um, it, it made me not even want to be proud of w- what I did. You know, like I wasn't, I didn't want anyone to know I was, always, I was over there. Big deal. You know, big, oh, wow. You went to a, this, you went to this third world country, big deal. Uh, it, it was just terrible. I don't know. It, yeah. It was bad. Yeah. A lot of guys had issues with it. Um, yeah. Is it just because they see like, okay, we just, we, we basically pulled out with nothing and just left these people. We just left. Do, mm-hmm. Did you guys feel like your sacrifice was for nothing? Did you feel like, like what the fuck were we even doing over there in the first place? Or I had a, I had a mix of emotions, honestly. I mean, I went through all different things. Um, like one questioning why we were there, what we did what was it for? Like you said, um, to just being dead inside, like no, no, no emotion at all. Like just not caring anymore and saying, screw it. Um, yeah, it, it, I guess the main thing was a why, why, what was it there for? Mm-hmm. Why did my buddies die over there? Like, why did I get <clears throat> injured? You know, buddies of mine lose limbs over there. What was it for? Yeah. Uh, just for 20 years later, just for us to just yeah. abandon yeah. it. Like it was just as a, mm-hmm. an afterthought. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, no. Mm, yeah. It's tough, man. And, uh, we really, really appreciate what you do. Uh, I did see Hillary Clinton has COVID now and she was asking for movie recommendations and somebody put uh, 13 <laughs> hours in the, in the comment section. <laughs> Here's something you might want to check out that just happened yeah. to slip through your, yeah. You know, she, she's got it. Uh, peppermint, Saki has per, it. Peppermint Patty's got second it. Second time yeah. or third time? Uh, yeah. Triple, triple jab. And somebody else had There's four Democrats that have it, big-ranking Democrats, and they all had the same deal. Thank God we got the vaccine or we wouldn't be sick. Thank God. I wouldn't have Motherfucker, the- ain't some bitch out there that's got polio vaccine that got polio that's like, well, I thank God I got the vaccine. I've been saying that from day one. I, I personally won't do it. Uh, I don't care if you want to do it or not. Yep. That's on you. I don't force people to do something that's not going to do anything. Like, Oh my God. It, 
it gets me bad. I mean, my wife almost lost her job. She works for the uh, in the hospital, and uh, she almost lost her job because of it. She said, no, she's not doing it. Um, she filed an, a religious exemption, which they approved for the flu shot, but they said no for the COVID shot. That's bullshit. What is the difference between a religious exemption for flu mm-hmm. or COVID? Yeah, it should be a religious exemption for everything. If you get a religious exemption, it should be for everything. Exactly. Yeah, if you if you go to work and your work prays every day, but you're an atheist, you don't have to pray. That's right. just how a religious, you know, you don't have to do it. So what's the difference between that and a shot? The politicians all own stock and Moderna and Pfizer but, is what it's about. It's all about the money. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I get over this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we, yeah. We, we had a friend that he um, he lost his job. He, ended up, he said, I'm not taking that shot. Fire yeah. me if you have He He also filed the religi- religious exemption and uh, was turned down, and he mm-hmm. said. He's getting to work from home still, though. Is he? He said there's two guys in Texas. That, well, there's a multi-global company, and there's two guys in Texas, and there's three people in Florida that work for the company, and they've all got to keep the jobs because of Abbott and DeSantis. So everybody bitches about Abbott. Abbott helped him keep his job right. for right now mm-hmm. through October. Yeah, and by oh. October it'll be gone because it's leaving anyways. They need to remove the freaking mask off airplanes. That's the biggest butt yeah. cock of shit there is. Yes, that's yep. it. And you know, and they said they passed it, but they said Biden's going to veto it. Why? Because yeah. he owns a lot of Pfizer stock or something. It's bullshit. It's a complete deal. Hey, we appreciate yeah. you being on here. I hope you come up and come on the hunt this year if you can. We'd love to meet you and love Absolutely. to have you up here. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, if there's anything that we can do for you in the meantime, please let us know. And Give your website out. Yeah, give your website so yeah. people know where to... Uh, it's just uh, www.ultimateveteranadventures.org. Um, we do everything on Facebook, though, so it's just Ultimate Veteran Adventures um, on Facebook. Instagram is UVA Foundation. Um, that's pretty much it. Perfect. Well, I hope uh, I hope this raises awareness for your cause, and hopefully we see you... End of September, my friend. God bless you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, just message me, and I'll get you more details whenever. Awesome. Will do. I appreciate it, guys. Thank hey, you yes, so much. Sir. Hey, thank you, and have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. You too. I hit it. I hit it that time. Great guy. Great cause. People yes. need to get behind that. God bless him serving our country and serving the people he does. Joe Westner, a true American patriot. We didn't even get into his charter company. No, we didn't. We can do that next time. We'll have him on again. Um, Maybe him and Ryan will be out here in uh, September and yeah. we can sit down with a pair of them. That would be an awesome deal. Um, just just a couple of weeks ago, you called me out. I think it was last. I think it was the last podcast when I said I thought the Broncos had a chance of winning the AFC West. And he's like, whatever. Remember with that? Russell Wilson, I believe yeah. so. Oh, well, you scoffed at me the other day. But uh, Tyreek Hill is being traded. No kidding, huh? Yeah. To the Miami Dolphins, it looks like. What is Kansas City thinking? He's what they makes got, their dyna- offense dynamic. Guess who, Juju. guess who they're thinking about trying to replace him with, though? Juju. Give me a minute. Juju Give me is, a minute. Oh, you won't even guess. I won't? No. Marquise Valdez-Scantling. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Reid is a great coach. I love him to death. I think, he, I think he'd be a cool dude to be around, be as your neighbor. He'd be a fat neighbor you could barbecue with. Yeah. If they, treat, if they do this trade with Tyreek Hill, which absolutely makes no sense to me at all, the most probably the most dangerous weapon in the NFL, versatile. It, well, yeah, but he just he changes your team the way the deep routes and everything. Nobody is everything. like he is. He could take. He's the only guy that can take a, a shovel pass right here and 
take yes. it 75 yards to the house. And, and, and why you would trade him, I have no idea. This is those deals when you get these monster quarterback contracts, you can't keep your team around them. If, if Tyreek Hill is not playing for the Chiefs next year, I don't think the, Tyre- I don't think the Chiefs are a playoff team. Otherwise, you've got Juju. I don't think he's that good. You've got 33-year-old Kelsey. Yeah, they said their offense runs through Kelsey. How many offenses running through a 33-year-old Listen, tight end? Listen, I had the 32-year-old tight end last year on my fantasy team, and it was a disaster. So I, now he's a year older, and that was him playing with Hill. Like okay. all the all yeah. the teams have to do now is we take 87 out and we're go, we're going. I don't think that Juju's that big a threat. No, he's not like Tyreek. No, not at all. And if they do trade him to Miami, which is one of the places that he's seeking to trade to, they would have Percy Waddle or not Percy. Percy was Jaylen. his son, Jalen. That was Percy. That's Jalen's dad. They would have Jalen Waddle, and they would have Tyreek Hill, and they have Parker Kid when he's healthy, and they got Jacecki the tight end. Does uh, but the only problem they have is they got two of throwing the ball. But well, I'm gonna tell you what you talking about. Team they go stretch. get Baker. No, I think they I, love Tua. I think I don't think Tua that's is that whole, bad. That's the whole reason. Uh, what's his nuts Flores got fired? Got gone. I don't think that Tua is that bad. I mean, he was good at. But my God, when you got to open throw, they they went and signed two offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Miami's gonna be a Miami will be a legit playoff team <laughs> next year. Maybe I'll tell you who else. Cincinnati has a real good shot at repeating. They've went and they they shored up their. I think yes. they got like four new offensive linemen. Yeah, they they've done a good job. Miami and, and went, that was their weak spot. Miami went and got the top left tackle. They got that Connor Williams guy or Connor McGovern, whatever the kid from the Cowboys is their left. They got a new left guard and a new left tackle. Yeah. They had Tyreek to their team. They got a really good team. And they, and they got Chase Edmonds as their tailback, which tailbacks are dime a dozen anyways. But he's a very good ball player. You're still not going to beat the Bills. No, I, I think the Bills probably should probably be Super Bowl favorites with Vaughn Miller added to their defense. You got your four, you got your four uh you got your four divisions. Four division winners, they they go in, and then there's three playoff spots, right? Yes, because yeah, there's seven teams. I just don't the see the Dolphins eking into the playoffs with. You've got the Chargers, you've got the Broncos, you've got the Raiders. I told you before. I think all three I, before this trade, I thought all three playoff wild card teams could come out of the AFC West. They I think they're that could. good. But if the Chiefs trade Tyreek, I don't even know if the Chiefs are a playoff team. I really don't. Because they're already a suspect on defense. Right. And Mahomes had times he was not that good last year. And I think when you take Tyreek down, it changes their whole offense. It takes that over-the-top deal. You you had to play a safety deep on them all the time. Mm-hmm. So you could throw that underneath stuff. Well, you can't do that when you lose Tyreek. Nope. Juju Smith's not going to take the top off that. Uh, I can't believe that they would trade him to an AFC team anyways. They need to trade him to the Packers is what they need to do. Oof. Mm. They would be right back in the mix then as a Super Bowl team. They have not done anything to help themselves. <laughs> no. Other than resigned a thirty-six-year-old quarterback to five hundred million bucks or whatever the fuck it ended up being. But there's no reason the Chargers shouldn't be in the middle of things because they got a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal still. Jets and Dolphins are in serious talk for Chiefs. Uh, if they trade him to the Jets. I'd kill him if I was him. Jets and Dolphins are in serious trade talk to. For, so he could go the to, Jets, gosh, almighty. Could you imagine? Well, can you imagine having him on your team with them down like they are all the time throwing the ball? Yeah, but, I mean, from like a a mental standpoint for Tyreek, you're going from perennial Super Bowl contender to uh, let's win four games. Tony Romo says that quarterback at the Jets is the best young quarterback in football, though. Tony Romo's a sharp guy when he knows football. He missed on that one. 
Well, who knows? The kid hadn't had nothing to play with. He's early. Tony Romo is early in his career, and I know a lot of people get enamored with him calling the plays from the booth, but he missed. On this one? Yes. We'll see. Are are the young quarterbacks between him and Trevor Lawrence? He said Zach Wilson's going to be good. He says he's got all the talent in the world. He might be at the right organization. He's not going to turn the Jets around. The Jets will be the Jets. There are laws in nature. The Jets were really a good football team about eight years ago. There, there was are an laws. AFC Championship game three years in a row, I think. With Mark Sanchez. That's how bad they were. Exactly. If they'd have had a quarterback, they'd have been good. The Jets, there are laws in nature. Gravity. And the Jets just not being good the or Jets one of them. Jets are the Jets. It's just a law. They got cool-ass unis, though. I guess. I think they got one of the best-looking uniforms in football. Little green and white. I think they're badass. No. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'd rather be the Giants than the Jets, but I think they got cool. Dis- All right, anyways, great, great podcast today. Uh, we got the Pacific, Pacific Boys. guys on next. All right, thank y'all for calling, or thank y'all for calling. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate you. We'll have the YouTube stuff up with Clay Reed. It's coming. We had to, we we changed to Starlink. Great internet, but they're that it's a different situ, uh, system than what we have now. And we had to order some more cable to. Well, build their it. new modem doesn't come with a fucking Ethernet port. Right. And this shit over here runs on an Ethernet port. So we had to. For it to communicate and record. So, so we'll have one in a couple of weeks when they get it to us. But I'm going to tell you what, everything about Elon Musk stuff has been simple and good. Except for his customer service. Wow, their customer service hasn't been bad. Could you call somebody right now and get an answer? You probably could. And they'd say, well, you already ordered one, Mr. Stanfield. It'll be there in two weeks. Hmm. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great week. Check out our great sponsors. Check out Shin Gear Waiters. They've got some cool new products coming out that uh, you're not going to want to miss. Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Alf Outdoor Specialties, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Gundog Outdoors, Steak Plains Meats, Bangtail Whiskey, and Sanford Hunt Outfitters. <laughs>